Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what Trump's latest indictment means for Capitol Hill. Number two, Dems are divided on how to deal with Senator Tommy Tuberville's military promotion holds. And number three, Republicans are set to host a big fundraiser. Where else? Nantucket. All right, let's get into it. The top story reverberating around the world, of course, uh, was the fact that former President Donald Trump uh, was indicted yesterday. Uh, this is a big moment, um, you know, that has massive implications uh, for the 2024 uh, election, but especially for Republicans on Capitol Hill. Uh, his upcoming trial will be one of the most important political moments. Uh, I don't think you can overstate this in U.S. history because it's going to be about as much as much as his future as the GOP's future, who controls it. Uh, and I think the immediate kind of question that we should talk about here, Jake, is how Republicans are dealing with this, uh, because it's it's going to be something they're going to have to answer for the, you know, many, many days until the 2024 election. You know, Anna, it's not really what's in the indictment that's important. Of course, it's extremely important what's in the indictment. But um, on top of that, Republicans are going to spend the next, as you note, 400 something days until Election Day answering about Donald Trump and his several uh, federal indictments. Now, um, this the thing that we kept going back to last night when this was breaking and we were waiting all day for this to break um, in that we had an uh, we had an evening edition which we had to we had to produce and and write um, as this was happening. Um, this is something that every member of Congress who was who was here on January sixth lived. They lived this indict. They lived January sixth. This isn't the document case that you know you could say you don't know what was going on and you could kind of uh, uh, you know squirm around it or whatever. Um, this was January 6th, which a lot of people lived through. A lot of people um, were were locked in the Capitol. So this is something that people have firsthand experience with. Now, um, it's unclear if Donald Trump is going to come to Washington on Thursday to be uh, arraigned or whether he will be um, virtual uh, in, in his arraignment. We don't know about that. The The courthouse is just several blocks from the Capitol, the Washington courthouse in which he'll be arraigned. But this is a huge moment for the GOP, for the country uh, overall. Now, I you know, listen, a lot of Republicans are suggesting that this is payback for the, the, the um, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden investigations. That is a well-worn talking point um, that Republicans have trotted out. Um, but uh, that's not going to be that's not going to fly in a court of law. Jack Smith has said he's going to um, seek a speedy trial. What that means is not entirely clear. I mean, speedy in, in the terms of of uh, uh, criminal trials is is not speedy in terms of anything else. Um, but this is uh, no doubt a watershed moment for the GOP, for Capitol Hill, for Donald Trump. Um, lay, this this indictment uh, lays out in in rich detail everything that happened on January sixth and the lead up to it. And uh, Trump's kind of um, 
months long, as they describe it, uh, campaign to sow distrust in the election. And they, Jack Smith makes the case in the indictment that Donald Trump uh, knew that his claims of election fraud were not true, yet parroted them anyway. So, um, you know, I, I, one more point, Anna, this probably not would have not been possible without the January 6th committee, which um, uh, did a lot of research and a lot of um, uh, investigating of the incident of the insurrection, the lead up to it, etc. So um, just worth noting and remembering just how much Congress is involved here. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a couple things that I, I think are really important to think about. One, House Republicans, the biggest defenders of the former president, whenever he has had any legal trouble or controversies, continue to stand by him, defending him uh, pretty vociferously. Um, I, I think the person to watch here is going to be Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Um, I, I, we kind of lay out in pretty good detail about how he has remained very quiet after making the public statement in a February 2021 floor speech saying President Trump is still liable for everything he did while he was in office. He didn't get away with anything yet. That is from McConnell. Um, since then, of course, uh, he has been very quiet. I think it will be uh, instructive to see how he responds here, because I think that is going to be, you know, the kind of the blueprint for how a lot of Senate Republicans potentially handle uh, the kind of continued effort uh, on p painting all Republicans in the light of Trump for the, the 2024 cycle. And I would say the other two things, uh, you know, that are I think are just really important is one, this is coming in the August recess, probably a gift to Republicans here, uh, right, in the sense that they don't have the entire press corps hounding them every single day uh, on where they are at on Trump and, and what this means for Republicans going into the election. But I think the bigger thing, and, and we point this out at the end, is that this puts into even more focus the idea that Republicans will try to impeach President Joe Biden. I think that's there's no doubt about that. What they impeach him over is um, uh, an open question, I would say. And we'll have to see what that looks like. But I think that's right. All right, let's go to the number two story of the morning. A really interesting item here by Andrew Desiderio, uh, who has been just covering uh, Senator Tommy Tuberville, the Republican from Alabama, and his unprecedented blockade of senior military promotions from start to finish, uh, and, and really has uh, an interesting look at this divide that's growing here among Senate Democrats in the two camps. Some saying, you know what, we need to hold our position strong. This is a Republican problem. Republicans need to deal with Tuberville and the other side, which says, hey, like, actually, this is a really big issue for our military readiness as a country. And maybe it's time to, you know, take one or two of these positions that are really important and move them through, despite the fact that it would eat up a lot of precious floor time. Yeah, the, this is a big kind of um, I would say it's a big uh, existential issue in many ways for Senate Democrats who say that, you know, they don't want to give in to um, uh, Tommy Tuberville's uh, actions here by changing rules or doing anything extreme or, or putting a bunch of things in the floor. And it's up to Republicans to fix this problem. But listen, as we mentioned kind of every day here, um, 
anytime we talk about Tuberville's blockade, they uh, Democrats believe it's the Republicans issue to, as Elizabeth Warren told Andrew yesterday, quote, rein in their own member and put a stop to this. The Republican leadership has been unwilling or unable to do so. Tuberville has held fast to this blockade for some time, blocking the leaders of uh, a number of branches of the government and the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Um, he, uh, Warren said he will get nothing from this because if he does, it won't be the last time it happens. This is kind of a very, this is a very also well-worn argument in the Capitol that you should not give in to people who take uh, quote unquote hostage, um, uh, take people hostage or take uh, issues hostage to exact a result. Uh, but remember, we're in the middle of the August recess. There's, uh, it's more than a month until Congress comes back into session and, um, there's no movement on this, and it doesn't look like there is going to be any movement on this. All right, let's run to the number three story of the morning. Gotta love a summer fundraiser, especially when it's in Nantucket. Our, our invitation must have been uh, missing, Must have been Jake. lost. But we don't give money to people, so that's <laughs> That's true. I mean, not that we would go, but I just, hey, I like Nantucket. Come on, that'd be fun. Yeah, me too. All right, anyway, uh, mega donors hosting an event for the NRSC on Nantucket. It is a who's who of big-time uh, Republican donors with special guests, including three senators, Pete Ricketts, John Thune, and Tom Tillis. This is a... Uh a, a big fundraiser that costs to co-host $50,000 per couple includes Jimmy and D Haslam. Jimmy Haslam is the, uh, the, uh, leads, uh, the, the flying J pilot truck stop company. Um, David Urban and his wife, this is a, uh, Urban obviously is a big time lobbyist who was close to the Trump administration, close to Mike Pompeo. At the top of the ticket, so to speak, uh, Warren Stevens, a billionaire Arkansan who is a, um, investment banker and a big, 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 big donor to Republican causes, including the uh, House Republican and Senate Republican super PACs. This is a big uh, fundraiser, 25000 per couple to sponsor, 5000 to to um, attend the reception in Anna, a $289,100 maximum per person in case you're really wanting to drop uh, uh, six figures on the NRSC and their efforts to take back the Senate. Uh, and you can hang with Pete Ricketts, John Thune, the Senate Minority Whip, and Tom Tillis. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it on social media. Give us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can go deeper on all the things we talked about this morning and more by signing up for our free morning newsletter. Just your email is needed at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.